body aches at bedtime, Sierra Sil is a natural mineral supplement that supports joint health, calms inflammation, and we're so sure it'll work for you as it has for me and my husband for over 10 years. It has a money-back guarantee. Go to sierrasil.com, S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L, and use the code DRIFT for 10% off. Hello, I'm Erin, and welcome to DRIFT. Made possible by Envy Pillow, created by two amazing Canadian RNs who've partnered here with me. I've rested my weary head on an Envy Pillow for about 20 years now. It started because of stress-related neck pain, and I've been in love ever since. Learn more in the morning at Envy, E-N-V-Y, pillow.com. This evening, we take you to the time of the Brothers Grimm and a story that perhaps you haven't yet heard. I know I haven't. And we'll get to the tale of the wise fox and the gardener's son, known as the Golden Bird. But first, I want you to just take a moment to settle in with a big inhale and exhale. Good. Feeling your body sinking into your chair, your bed, wherever you may be listening to this story. And I thank you for finding Drift. One more deep breath. And as you exhale, think these words. I am safe. I am loved. I am at peace. And if you're ready, let's drift. There once was a king who had a beautiful garden, and in that garden stood a tree unique among all that grew in the land. This tree, you see, bore the loveliest, sweetest golden apples, the envy of all around. They were so precious to the king that these apples were always counted. And about the time, When they began to grow ripe, it was found that every night one of them was gone. This upset the king greatly. So he ordered his gardener to keep watch from dusk until dawn under the tree to see who was behind these nightly thefts. Being an older fellow, the gardener thought he needed his rest. So he asked his eldest son, to watch over the orchard instead. His plan would have been a solid one, except for the fact that his son fell asleep at about midnight, and in the morning another of the apples was missing. Well, the next night, the gardener sent his second son to keep watch, but he too fell asleep at midnight, and, you guessed it, come morning time, another apple was gone. Now the gardener's third son said he would like to give it a try, and he promised to stay awake. But his father told him no, he would not, for his youngest son might come to some harm. However, the young man was persistent, and at last the gardener told him he could do guard duty that night. And so he did. The lad laid himself under the tree to watch. On a tower in the distance, 
he heard the clock strike twelve, and was quite proud to have outlasted his two older brothers. But in that moment of self-congratulation, he also heard a rustling noise in the air. Adjusting his eyes to see in the moonlight, the lad spotted a bird which flew into the tree, and the bird, just like the apples, was gold. The difference was, though, this bird was made of gold inside and out. As the beautiful creature began to snap at one of the apples with its beak, the gardener's son jumped up and shot an arrow at it. Perhaps it was the boy's excitement, or maybe the darkness, but he missed. The arrow did the bird no harm. It only grazed it, causing a golden feather to drop away from its tail, and the bird took wing and quickly fled. The next morning, the golden feather was brought to the king, and all the council was called together. Everyone agreed it was worth more than all the wealth of the kingdom, but the king said, Where there is one feather, there must be more. Why stop at one? I must have the whole bird. Then the gardener's eldest son set out and thought he would find the golden bird very easily. Shiny as it was, he figured it would stand out among the boughs. When he had gone but a short way, he came to a wood, and nearby he saw a fox sitting. So he got ready to shoot at it. Then the fox said, Do not shoot me, for I will give you good advice. I know what your business is, and that you want to find the golden bird. Are you interested? Perhaps, said the young man, listening with some suspicion to the fox. Here is what you will do. By evening time, you will come to a village. When you get there, you will see two inns opposite to each other, one of which is very pleasant and beautiful to look at. Do not go in there, but rest for the night in the other, even though it may appear to you to be very poor and unfriendly. But the eldest son thought to himself, Why would I listen to a beast like this? What could he possibly know about the matter? So he shot his arrow at the fox, but he missed, and the fox set up its tail above its back and ran into the wood. The young man went on his way, and in the evening came to the village where the two inns were, just as the fox had described it. In one of these, people were singing and dancing and feasting, but the other looked very run down and poor. What kind of fool would I be, he asked himself, if I went to that shabby house and left this charming place? So he marched right into the lively house, and ate and drank as much as he wanted, and forgot the bird and the task he had set out to do for the king as well. A day went by, and then another, and another, until two weeks passed without any sign of the young man who had met up with the fox, and whose suggestion 
he had cast aside. Soon enough, the second son set out, and the same thing happened to him. He met the fox, who gave him some good advice, but when he came to the two inns, his eldest brother was standing at the window where the merrymaking was and called to him to come in. His brother thought, why not, and went in and forgot the golden bird and his king's orders, just as his older brother had. Once again enough time passed, with neither hide nor hair of the two lads anywhere. So the youngest son asked if he could follow in his brother's footsteps and try to find the golden bird. Just like before, his father would not listen to his pleas, for he was very fond of his son and was afraid that something bad might happen to him and take him away from their home as well. However, at last it was agreed he should go, for he was miserable at home, and off he went. As he came to the wood, he met the fox and heard the same good advice. But unlike his brothers, he was grateful to the fox and did not attempt to take the fox's life as his brothers had done. So the fox decided to offer him the gift of swift travel. Sit up upon my tail, he said, and you will get there faster. So the young man sat down. The fox began to run, and away they went over hill and dale, so fast that their hair whistled in the wind. When they came to the village, the son followed the fox's advice, and without looking about him, went to the shabby inn, and rested there all night very comfortably. In the morning, the fox met him outside the inn, just as he was resuming his journey. The fox said to him, Go straight forward till you come to the nearest castle, for there are many in this land. You will know this one, because before it lies a whole troop of soldiers fast asleep and snoring. Don't pay any attention to them, but go into the castle and keep going until you come to a room where the golden bird sits in a wooden cage. Now, Close by it stands a beautiful golden cage, but do not try to take the bird out of the run-down cage and put it into the handsome one, or you will be sorry. Then the fox stretched out his tail again, and the young man sat himself down, and away they went over hill and dale, until their hair whistled in the wind. Before the castle gate, Everything was just as the fox had said. So the son went in past the sleepy guards and found the chamber where the golden bird hung in a shabby wooden cage. Above it was the golden cage, and the three golden apples that had been lost were lying close by. Then he thought to himself, well, it just wouldn't be fitting to bring away such a fine bird in this ramshackle cage. So he opened the door and took hold of the golden bird and put it into the golden cage. But the bird let out such a loud scream that all the soldiers outside awoke and they took him prisoner. 
Then they carried him before the king. The next morning the court sat to judge him, and when all was heard how this young man had attempted to steal his majesty's golden bird, he was sentenced to die. Unless he could bring the king the golden horse, which could run as swiftly as the wind. If he did this, he would be given the golden bird to keep as his own. So he set out once more on his journey, sighing and in great despair, when who should he run into once again but his friend the fox? The creature spoke up, shaking his head in disappointment. You see now what has happened on account of your not listening to my counsel? I will still, however, tell you how to find the golden horse, but only if you will take my advice this time. You must journey forward until you come to the castle where the horse stands in his stall. Look closely, and you will notice that by his side will be lying the groom fast asleep and snoring. Take away the horse quietly, but be sure to put the old leather saddle upon him, and not the golden one that is close by. Nodding in assent, the sun sat down on the fox's tail, and away they went over hill and dale, until their hair whistled in the wind, just as they had before. All went according to plan, and just as the fox had said, there lay the groom, snoring away with his hand upon the golden saddle. But when the son looked at the horse, he thought it a great pity to put the leather saddle upon it. I will give him the good one, said he. I'm sure he deserves it. As he pulled the golden saddle out from under his hand, the groom awoke and cried out so loud that all the guards ran in and took the young man prisoner. Just as before, the next morning he was again brought before the court to be judged and was sentenced to die. But it was agreed that if he could bring to the court the beautiful princess, he would live and have the bird and the horse given to him as a reward. Once again the young man left the court with a heavy heart, for surely this would mean the end of him. And who should he run into but the wise old fox, who asked incredulously, Why did you not listen to me? If you had, you would have carried away both the bird and the horse. Ah, but because I am a patient and forgiving fox, once again, I will give you advice and hope that you will listen carefully. Go straight down the road ahead, and in the evening you will arrive at yet another castle. At midnight the princess goes to the bathing house. You will go up to her, and, if she consents, give her a kiss. Once you have done so, she will follow you wherever you wish to go. But take care you do not allow her to say her farewells to her father and mother. With that, the fox stretched out his tail, and so away they went 
over hill and dale till their hair whistled again. As they came to the castle, everything was just as the fox had predicted, and at twelve o'clock the young man met the princess going to the bath. He introduced himself and was allowed to give her the kiss, and she agreed to run away with him. But she broke down in tears, begging him to let her first say goodbye to her father. Remembering the words of the fox, the young man refused, but she wept more and more and fell at his feet till at last he gave in to the poor girl. However, the moment she came to her father's house, the guards awoke, and he was taken prisoner once again. Then he was brought before the king, and the king said, You shall never take away my daughter to another kingdom. That is, unless in eight days you dig away the hill that stops the view from my window. I do so want to see the beauty of the lake, and the hill prevents me from viewing it. Now, this was no ordinary hill. It was practically a mountain, so big that the whole world could not take it away. And when he had worked for seven days and barely made a dent, the fox came and said, Lie down and go to sleep. I will work for you. And in the morning, the young man awoke, and wonder of wonders, the hill was gone. So he went merrily to the king and told him that now it was removed, and he must allow the princess to choose if she would come away with him. Then the king was obliged to keep his word, and away went the young man and the princess, who had indeed agreed to leave with him. The fox caught up with them and said to the young man, We will have all three, the princess, the horse, and the bird. Ah, said the young man, that would be a great thing, but how do you figure we can do that? If you will only listen, said the fox, it can be done. When you come to the king and he asks for the beautiful princess, you must say, Here she is. Then he will be very joyful, and you will mount the golden horse that they are to give you and put out your hand to say goodbye. But shake hands with the princess last. Then lift her quickly on to the horse behind you, clap your spurs to his side, and gallop away as fast as you can. All went right. Then the fox said, When you come to the castle where the bird is, I will stay with the princess at the door, and you will ride in and speak to the king. And when he sees that it is the right horse, he will bring out the bird. But you must sit still and say that you want to look at it to see whether it is the true golden bird. And when you get it into your hand, ride away. This, too, happened just as the fox said. They carried off the bird. The princess mounted again, and they rode on to a great wood. When they met up amongst the pines, the fox had the most unusual request of the young man. I must ask you now to kill me, 
and cut off my head and my feet. But the young man refused to do it, for the fox had been so very helpful and kind. But the fox was adamant and said, All right, just the same, I will give you some more good advice, and listen to me carefully. Beware of two things. Do not pay to free anyone from prison, and whatever you do, do not sit down by the side of a river. Then away the fox went. Well, thought the young man, it should be easy to keep that advice at least. He rode on with the princess till at last he came to the village where he had left his two brothers. And there he heard a great noise and uproar. When he asked what was the matter, the people said, Two men are going to be hanged. As he came nearer, he saw that the two men were his brothers, who had turned into robbers while he was gone. In desperation he asked, Can they not be saved somehow? But the people said no, unless he would pay all of his money and buy their freedom. Well, being the good brother that he was, he did not think twice forgetting, of course, the caution that the fox had administered. He paid what they asked, and his brothers were freed, and went on with him towards their home. As they came to the wood where the fox first met them, it was so cool and pleasant that the two brothers said, Let us sit down by the side of the river and rest a while to eat and drink. So he said yes. And once again, he forgot the fox's advice and sat himself down at the side of a river. Enjoying being back with his brothers and thinking how well his life was turning out, he stared out over the water. But while he did so and suspecting nothing, his brothers came up from behind and threw him down the bank. Then the scoundrels took the princess, the horse, and the bird, and went home to the king, their master. The two gardeners' sons said to his majesty, Look at all that we have won by our labor. The king rejoiced, and everyone celebrated, all except for the newest members of the kingdom, for the horse would not eat, the bird would not sing, and the princess would not. Stop crying. The youngest son fell to the bottom of the river bed. Luckily, it was nearly dry, but his bones were almost broken, and the bank was so steep that he could find no way to get out. Then the old fox came once more and scolded him for not following his advice. Otherwise, no evil would have befallen him. Yet, said he, I cannot leave you here. So lay hold of my tail and hold on tight. The fox pulled him out of the river and said to the young man, as he got upon the bank, Your brothers are watching for you and plan to kill you if they find you in the kingdom. So he dressed himself as a poor man and came secretly to the king's court and was scarcely within the doors when the horse began to eat and the bird to sing, and the princess stopped her weeping. 
Then the young man went to the king and told him all his brother's terrible acts, and they were seized and punished. And he had the princess return to him. The king took such pity on the lad that he decreed that after his death the young man should be heir to his kingdom. A long while after, when the king had died, and all belonged to the not-so-young man, he went to walk one day in the wood, and there the old fox met him. Once again the fox begged the man, tears in his eyes, to please kill him and cut off his head and feet. As the man wept for having to do such an awful thing to the wise and kind animal, he carried out the fox's wishes. But the moment that he had finished his heartbreaking task, the fox magically changed into a man. The two held each other in a long hug, and the man took his new old friend back to the castle, where he learned that the fox, now in human form, turned out to be the brother of the princess, who had been lost a great many, many years. How that happened? Well, that is a story lost to time. And besides, it's time for sleep. So, I will wish you a good night and sweet dreams. <laughs>